Hello, listeners, and welcome to Quad Pro Quo. Right now, you are probably thinking to yourself, oh, great, another movie podcast. Well, dear listener, you would be right. But throw in a couple of marriages, decades-long friendships, and a shared property line, and you have just another movie podcast with a shitload of drama. Inspired by the iconic quid pro quo scene in Silence of the Lambs, each week one of us will pick a movie. It could be a childhood favorite, a classic film noir, an Academy Award winner, or a complete dumpster fire that brings joy to that person's heart. The selector's objective? To get us to love, or at the very least, not hate their pick. Will our marriages our friendships, and our neighborhood survive? Find out each Thursday on Quad Pro Quo. This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Oh my. Think of this first. Elizabeth, you've turned our nightstand table into an IKEA kitchen. <laughs> you don't get out of bed anyways. <laughs> don't. Move. Look at Genius. this. Stop. You've organized so your snacks before your makeup yeah. station. Priorities. <laughs> priorities. You call this priorities. Look at this. Your bras are yeah. touching the dishes. Every bite's going to taste like Victoria's Secret. <laughs> But I he love that. That's her. super cute. There's something about. I have snacks in my nightstand. Yeah? Yeah, because I love edibles. <laughs> okay, are edibles snacks? Because then we're on a whole different level here. So edibles <laughs> make you get the munchies. I don't know if you know anything about oh, marijuana. Okay. I get you. I get you. I get you. <laughs> I get the munchies and so I have my little snacks. So welcome to the show, everyone. Milf Me Podcast. <laughs> my lovely co-host, Diana. Hi. So Valentine's Day was a couple weeks ago. Yep. We released an episode that was mostly about finding you a Valentine. <laughs> it was supposed to be about finding me a Valentine. Right. Getting on low canto <laughs> and finding all these spicy guys that were looking for the perfect person for Valentine's. Yeah. But we started off the episode with this whole thing that we found on the internet about people with J names, right? Yeah. Needless to say, <laughs> and I was not expecting this, people got triggered they did we had j names coming out of the woodwork i had j names texting me <laughs> <laughs> like texting my phone number not dming me right right yeah. so yeah. you had thousands of views literal thousands of views on yeah. tiktok yeah. of that clip about j names so good there was almost a thousand on youtube yeah and then probably the most responses i've ever seen on my feed of instagram about this J name bullshit. Do you want to know my favorite part about it? Yeah, please tell me. So um, in the clip, they didn't listen to, like you can tell they didn't listen to the whole episode. Right, right. They just listened to the clip because I literally knew, I just knew that I'd have some people coming after me. So I put a disclaimer in there, remember? Yeah, you did. I said, not all J's 
but most of them. And the girl in the clip even says it too. She's yeah. like, you know, you could be married to a guy with a J name and it's yeah. fine. Good on you. Yeah. People came out of the woodwork. <laughs> YouTube. Like, why are you getting so personal? Like, why are you why taking are you, this? Yeah, per- this is not a personal attack. This is not a personal attack. Yeah. It's cute. Right. Like on YouTube, there was this one girl who's like, you realize you're just making everyone more stupid. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm not. It's it's a thing already. (laughs) Yeah, it's so funny. People try and I love it. Like I said, I've told this to you before, Antonio, but I'll say it on here again and again. I'll keep saying it. Um, I am a really hard person to get to. Like, it's going to take a lot for you to, like, get under my skin. But I posted a video of me on Valentine's Day cleaning the shit box, mm-hmm. the cat's shit box. And I posted that and someone commented, no wonder why you're single. And, <laughs> and I loved it. I loved it. I was like, absolutely. 100%. This is literally why. Right. Right. However, there's way more layers to me than that. Like there's a lot of fucking reasons why I'm single. Right. Like, you're not going to get under my skin with those comments on a platform that the public has access to. It's just not going to happen. So I love this podcast so much because it really allows me and you to just share with people our opinions, which for the most part is right on the fence. We're on the fence with a right. lot of things. We are, 100%. Um, but the J name thing, you could tell there were people that really, truly, possibly believed that about themselves. And that's why they were really taking it personal. And I was like, well... Maybe you should take a step back. Is it true? Is it true? Have you asked yourself, is it true? Maybe it is. This is what was really interesting, right? Mm -hmm. How much validation we got from female listeners. We got a lot. We got a lot of validation. We got more than not. Than than not. Mm -hmm. And then the ones that were dudes. I mean, we're friends with some J names. We're like, hey. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) I'm not going to assume anything, buddy. You know, your reactions are your reactions. You've got your own shit going on. We weren't trying to like pinpoint you in particular, you know. It is something about that. I don't know what it is. I've dated a G name. I've dated an M. I've dated a D. I've dated, dated so many different letters. J you've is dated the, the alphabet. J is the letter. I don't know what it is. Come at me. Come at so, me all day. So yes, I had a conversation with my partner about it. Yeah, she started deconstructing it. She's like, "Holy shit." She's like, she found some J's in her life. Well, she has a couple J's in her life. And then we started going through her friends and coworkers and colleagues With and J's? people that we know. And it was all J names. All of them. <laughs> so she was like, I that, don't like that is to not fall. not an accident. That's not an accident. Yeah, it's not. She's like, I don't like to fall into like this hyperbole of shit you hear on the internet and think, oh, it's true. Yeah. But this one's making a lot of sense yes. because we went through a list of all the people that she's really close with yeah, and baby daddies that took off J names, right? <laughs> Gaslighters, yeah. mental abusers, freeloaders, hobosexuals. It's wild. All J names. Can't make it up. We can't make it up. This will probably be a clip <laughs> and the J names will probably get pissed off again. Dude, yes. I'm sorry. I'm going to say I'm sorry right now. If you have a J name and you want to have a conversation about this, <laughs> let me know. It almost makes me think. I would think, love to get on a video chat or Wouldn't it be call. funny? Wouldn't it be funny? Yeah. If all of a sudden like you see support groups open up <laughs> for, J for J names. names. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Hi, I, I my name's be- Jason. <laughs> <laughs> my name's Jack. My name's Joe. I got a J name. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm here because I hate myself. I have a J name. It's been 45 days since I last Jade. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, shit. I love that. What the hell do you have today? I am. I am really... I'm a little skeptical. I don't know why. So there was such good response about mm. all the personal ads that we found in Utah on <laughs> oh, yeah. Lokanto. Yeah. People did not realize how hedonistic Utah can be, right? Oh, fuck yeah. And it's one of those things that we've talked about before in the podcast. I've heard lots of people who've come to Utah for the first time say it. It's mm. like Utah's got two different peoples, right? We got two different populations. Yeah. You've got the really ultra conservative religious types and then you've got fucking heathens. The freaks. You got the freaks. It's and they come out rare. to play and they're coming yeah. out a lot more. They're feeling more comfortable. And it's interesting because we're seeing legislation now trying to shut that down. Yeah. You got legislation that just popped up trying to ban trans yep. bathrooms. Trans bathrooms, yeah. We've got this one person right now who's in hot water because she's on a school board and questioned the gender of a teenage athlete. She thought that this girl was a boy. Right. Damaging. Damaging. I hope that that family sues the fuck out of the school district. Anyway, right. that's a different story. Different story. Don't want to get too deep into that, but it went back into my mindset of, I forget there's just so many popular misconceptions about this state. Yeah. And so we're going to go through those today. Oh. So this is a list called 27 Things That People From Utah 27. Have to Explain to Out-of-Towners. That's a very low number. Ooh. I think they just picked... The ones that are the most. Are we going prevalent. through all twenty-seven? We'll see how far we get. We like Holy to keep a. Shit. We like to keep a time frame on this podcast. Okay. But Oof. I think the number one thing, and this is exactly what I would have said, is that not everyone in Utah is Mormon, right? Right. The number one stereotype of Utah is that it's crawling with Mormons, and if you're not white or part of the LDS faith, you'll stick out like a sore thumb. And it's true. A large part of the population is Mormon. But check out the Sugar House District in Salt Lake City, your old stomping grounds. Yep. And you'll find out how wrong that assumption is. I mean, I think it was just this last year where we almost hit the 50-50 mark. Where yeah. Half the population is is Mormon. I think they go by, this is where they're tricky because the church is tricky. If you don't get your name removed from the records, they can still count you. Yeah. As an active member. Yeah. So when they're putting out their statistics, and that's why they're so just gripping onto the people who are it takes in their lot. ranks. It, it takes, takes a lot, lot to remove your name from the from the Mormon list. I mean, it took me 20 years. because My like, name is still on it. Yeah. I'm still a number. Yeah. Like, I was not raised LDS for a few years. Yeah. We practiced. It was old enough for me to get baptized yeah. at eight years old. And then, like, a year later, we stopped going. And it took me 20 years to get my name off that list. I don't care. I have, right. <laughs> I have other things to worry about in my life than to worry if I'm part of the Mormon number. I just don't care. I really don't. There's a lot with the Mormon church that I think is great. Not a lot I think is really crazy. But I did not go through the effort of sending them a one-page essay right. as to why I need to have my name removed because I simply don't care. Right. So for me, I got baptized when I was 18. and when I was an adult and left the church when I was 30. But I wasn't belligerent about it. I just said, please don't contact me and don't send people to my house. And, don't and, send and they were respectful envelopes. So. Yeah, they were super respectful about it. And they said, no problem. And which is cool. Like that's a boundary. Number two, not everyone is a polygamist either. Mm -hmm. The inevitable question that Utah's get asked by out of towners is if they're polygamists. And then you say, yes, but that community is in daybreak. <laughs> <laughs> that's a daybreak, daybreak right. community. The, the swinger community the in swinger daybreak. Swinger open 
Yeah. The show Big Love did nothing to simmer down the stereotype either. Yeah. So Big Love was a show. Yep. Wasn't shot here, shot in California, but it was set here. It was set in Sandy, right? And it kind of showed that there's a lot more polygamists living out in the open yeah. than there really are. But, you know, it was very accurate in the sense of there are polygamous families that own big businesses out here and they do own a few blocks of properties and they kind of go back and forth. That was accurate. Yeah. But that's like down south. Right. That's like in Kanab yeah. area. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number three, Utahns worship at the altar of fry sauce. Yes. So this one's funny to me because a lot of people don't know that fry sauce is a Utah original. Yes, it is. The idea that someone put ketchup and mayonnaise together <laughs> and in a squeeze bottle. Uh, let's see. One part ketchup, two parts mayo, and you got yourself some fry sauce. Yep. Additional ingredients may vary depending on how fancy you want to get, but that's the base. Do you do anything fancy with yours? I put sometimes I'll do a little bit of barbecue sauce just to give it a little. Yeah. So barbecue sauce is a good way to go. Um, I actually worked for the guy that didn't invent it, but mass marketed it. So one of my oh. first restaurants I worked for, he was one of the early owner operators of Arctic Circle. And oh, that's, that's where it started. Fry it. sauce. And so he got out of Arctic Circle and created his own commissary that just created fry sauce for Arctic Circle to buy in mass Smart. quantities. Yeah. And that's you how he got all his money. He became a dealer for, oh my God. That's incredible. <laughs> he's like the Walter White of fry sauce. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I know what they need. I'm going to quit and go invent my own thing that they have to buy from me. Right. Number Brilliant. four, the squeaky Utah clean image isn't just an image. Say what you want about the Mormon influence over the state, but one thing you can't argue is how clean and family-friendly the state is overall because of it. There's a lower percentage of drinkers and smokers, along with less profanity running through the streets. Speaking of streets, they're pretty clean, too. Now, this is one I think is starting to change a little bit as more outsiders are coming into the state, mm -hmm. but it's always been the joke. It's so hard to get a drink in Utah. Yeah, it fucking was for yeah. years. Yeah. You still can't buy alcohol on a Sunday. Liquor stores are closed. Yep. You can get 5% beer in the store and that's it. We don't sell beer and wine in the grocery stores. Yeah. You have to really plan your weekend, holidays, and all of that around the liquor store hours. If you're an out-of-towner, good fucking luck. Yeah. Like if you show up on a Saturday PM and yeah. you're looking for a place to buy wine, you're fucked until Monday. Yep. And if Monday is a holiday, you're, you're fucked, fucked until again. Wednesday. Yep. Like because, this coming weekend. Yeah, right. Yeah, like we have a holiday exactly. weekend. Yep. Um, do you remember, cause it was right when we almost hit our drinking age mm -hmm. that before there were open bars here, there was the private club law. No. So, oh, you were in San Diego at that point probably, or okay. almost to it. Okay. So my first few years as a drinker here in the state, you still have, what was called a private club law. You couldn't just walk into a bar and get a drink. All bars were called private clubs. Really? So you had to either pay a cover charge as like a temporary club membership or someone who paid a monthly fee to the club to be a member had to like endorse you, right? Like, okay, he's with me and I'm a member of this club. Uh... That went away like right around like the time I was 22 and you could just walk into bars again. Yeah, I I left. I was living in San Diego during that time because that's when yeah. I got married. That's wild. That fucking law was on the books for like 30 years. Wow. So like the only town that didn't have to play that law was yeah. Park City because of the Sundance Film oh, Festival. Right, right. Like, okay, we can't just have like this private club law for all these people drinking. Yeah. So like Park City was exempt, I think. But the rest of the state, 
I mean, there's still parts of Utah County you can't buy beer on Sundays in the grocery store. Oh, I know. They got these big drapes that they uh-huh. put in front of the beer set. Yeah, that's what I remember the most growing up because I would go with my brother. We would go over the point of the mountain just right. to get beer for Sunday, like for him and all of his buddies or whatever. Like we would drive to the point of the mountain, like yeah. into Salt Lake. When I say that for the people that don't know Utah, there's like the point of the mountain. So there's Utah County and then Salt Lake County. And when you drive over the point of the mountain, then you're in Salt Lake. And then the Salt Lake laws were a little different, different. than the Utah County laws. And it's about a 30 minute drive, you know? And that was mostly because of BYU being in Provo. The epicenter. They they didn't want the college students. Yeah. Brigham Young himself. Being tempted. (laughs) In Provo. Yeah. Anyway, crazy shit. This state's weird. Number seven, Utah folks serve funeral potatoes at pretty much every gathering. so good. Otherwise known as potato hot dish, funeral potatoes can be found at every church and family gathering across the state and funerals too. Fucking delicious. Funeral potatoes are essentially the hash brown casserole from Cracker Barrel. Yes. They're either shredded or diced potatoes, cheese, cheese and sour cream, and then like corn flakes or some kind of crispy yeah. topping on top. They're fucking delicious. Yeah, they are delicious. That's my comfort food for sure. Right. This next one makes me want to gag. Yeah. Oh. Utah eats more green jello than anybody. It's not a joke or stereotype. Green jello is big business in Utah. It's so popular, in fact, that the commemorative pin for the 2002 Olympic Games was a bowl of green jello. Really. It says really. It's so funny. And it's not just green jello, right? Like you put shit in it. They put shit in it. Like, it's like, what shit did you put in it this time? <laughs> What'd you have in the fridge? Everyone's got their family recipe of green jello they got salad. Fucking celery slices, shredded carrots, cottage cheese. Caught, oh my God, no. Yeah, oh yeah. I, I cottage remember, cheese. I remember in- being to like a few parties where it was like shredded carrots Ugh. and cottage cheese. Ugh. And then like you put marshmallows and raisins on top. It's like the fuck. Oh my God. <laughs> marshmallows and raisins as if yeah. cottage cheese wasn't enough. Uh, Utah folks. sounds like a bowl of shit. Utah folks, we'll make this as a clip and we want you to respond with what crazy jello recipes your family serves. I need served. whiskey in this. <laughs> There's no whiskey in my drink. Oh my god, that's disgusting. Did your mom do Jello? We weren't Mormon. Yeah, but I mean, you live in the community. Like, no, no one sees like someone doing their best Jello salad. Like, oh, now I have to make my own. Fuck no, (laughs) no, uh uh-uh, no. (laughs) I don't even know if my mom knows about. Well, I'm sure she did later on, but she never served up green Jello with a bunch of shit thrown in it. So here we go. Yes, people in Utah can totally drink. Some people actually think you can't drink in Utah. Prohibition ended in the 30s, and Utah signed it the same day as Pennsylvania. So don't worry. You won't have to head out into the woods to whip up some moonshine if you want to get your buzz on. Utah has bars, breweries, (laughs) festivals, just like your state. So cheers. So yeah, it is a lot easier to drink now. And we've got... This article's funny. Breweries now. We've got <laughs> distilleries now. Yeah. But I'm telling you, like 15 years ago, that was not the case. Like, go into, it the, was go into the woods and make your own moonshine. Moonshine. That's I know so a guy great. that makes moonshine in his garage and it's fucking great. Yeah. There is some weird shit, though, about like how they operate festivals, right? So, oh, God. Like beer festivals and brew festivals, yeah. they may as not well exist here. They'll try and put them on, but how they work is they give you like a token system. Like you're only allowed 10 tokens. So if there's like 30 beer tents, you can only try 10 of them. Like there are these weird laws. And they have undercover. They do DABC. DABC, undercover DABC and undercover cops that are actually 
in the crowd, like at a show, like a concert or whatever show. And they keep an eye because Zach, my son, uh-huh. I took all of his friends to some concerts at USANA, outdoor concerts in the summer. And they had their eyes on me. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> I had the wristband and I was drinking the seltzers right. or the beers and they were watching to see if I was passing it out to the kids that are under 21. And I was like, I don't fuck with that. Like, well, uh-uh. these are my drinks. That's a fucking red flag to begin with. First right. of all, what is this MILF doing right. with all these 19, 20-year-old yeah. boys? Yeah. <laughs> it's because my son is a people collector like I am. And it was like, oh, my gosh, you can get us tickets to this and tickets to that. And we would go to the shows and have a good time in the summer. But I do not fuck around with that stuff. And it was so cute because I knew who they were. And they were watching me. And I was watching them. And I was like, like- cheers. <laughs> drink my drink. I'm like, you're not going to catch anything over here. But, yeah, it's true. They fucking watch you so you know how they do their stings for yes that? it's kind of crazy it's kind of weird so i've heard of them if you are an underage kid that gets busted mm-hmm. trying to buy alcohol right yeah. using a fake id or whatever yeah yeah you've got like your juvenile shit you've got like your public service stuff or you can be a narc what they'll do is they'll send you the 16 year old kid into a restaurant or to the liquor store or On to purpose. a grocery store on purpose and they'll give you money and have you try and buy alcohol from the person at the counter or the server Shut down the restaurant. And if you fuck up, well, they don't shut down the restaurant. They shut down your liquor license. Right. So like strike one is a huge fine. Strike two is no liquor for like 30 days, which if you're a popular restaurant, yeah, that fucks you. Dude, that's a completely different conversation. Right. Like, it's hard to get your liquor license in Utah anyway. Anyway. So if it gets taken away from you, it's even worse getting it back. Yeah. I've worked in restaurants that have gotten shut down because mm-hmm. of that. And like mm-hmm. they just clear house. Yeah. Like everyone's fucking fired. We're yep. starting over fresh. Yep. Like if you miss two stings, like it's totally not worth it. And you're not allowed as a server to sell alcohol for like a year. Yeah. So if you're a server and you get busted in a sting, you are literally fucked for a year. Right. Like you got to go find some other job. No, I mean, I served beer at the, at the jet. Ja- yeah. The, yeah. You, know, with you the were Utah in food Jazz. and beverage. I was I in know. food and beverage yeah. and I served beer. So we had to ID everybody. It was crazy. Yeah. You can't, you can't fuck around with that stuff in this state. This one I don't understand. Utah is a square donut fan. If you don't even know there was such a thing as a square donut, then consider yourself a confectionery world Consider your confectionery world a whole lot bigger now. Huh. And if you've heard about them but didn't understand, then you need to stop what you're doing and go to your local Lehigh Bakery right now. Right now. Right now. We got to go. Okay, I get what they're saying. We got to go to the Lehigh Bakery right now. I've seen these in grocery stores. Have you? Yeah. They are square donuts Mm -hmm. instead of round because there's less waste that way. So, like, you can roll out a whole Uh, sheet of donut roll and then you do a square grid instead of cutting circles out. But then you don't get the donut holes, right? Because that's what donut holes that's are. Right. All the rest of that dough they thought toss in there. I the see. Stupid that's one to put on here. It's interesting, but it's like, really? Yeah, that's dumb. When it comes to film festivals, Utahns accept no substitutes. Many other states have tried to stage their own version of Sundance, but none have come close. This annual film festival is the most popular in North America and one of the biggest in the world. It draws out huge names in the movie industry and has brought fame to previous unknowns like Kevin Smith and Quentin Tarantino. We just had it. Like it just happened. Um, I like love Quentin. Two weeks ago, I, mean, I, I, like I would. Too. I would really be starstruck <laughs> if I got to meet him. 
Yeah, it's a great festival. And again, it's one of those things where it's like Utah pretends not to be Utah for two weeks, right? (laughs) They don't want to lose the business. They don't want to scare away the people from LA, New York, wherever who come to this thing. Yeah, We put on this weird, we did it for the Olympics too. Yeah, it's true. They go all out. We are fucking whores when it comes to the point of view from famous people. Yeah. Like for that two weeks of the Olympics, First of all, it was we're, we're years, people pleasers. It was years of building that shit, right? Yeah. And then as soon as Olympics were over, it just falls apart. It just crumbles. Look at the Gateway Mall and shit like that. Uh-huh. But it's so true. It's so funny that like us as a state, so we're so fucking paranoid about how people look at us yeah. that when we have big events, the outdoor reelers, retailers yep. thing, That's another thing too. One. Like, no, we're not all Mormon. We can play. <laughs> we're a lot of fun, right? Yeah. Here, drink some alcohol and the seconds over. Like, okay, shut it down. Mm-hmm. We're back to Mormon shit. <laughs> yeah, I know. It is interesting when you think about it that way. I didn't I didn't really realize that, but we are people pleasers. The state. Utah, the people pleasers. Everything Utahns could want is under an hour away. Most people assume that Utah is incredibly boring, but they're just incredibly wrong. Whatever your bag is, Utah has it, and it's usually just a short drive away. Hop in your car and head to the big city, and from there you can head right over to the charming homes in the mountain towns or hike the canyons, or kayak in the Great Salt Lake, or camp out under the stars. It's true. Everything's here. Everything is here. It is. Like, we got beaches. Kind of. They're lakes, kind but of. they count, right? Yeah. You have I to think... really know where to go to get the good ones, though, where they're not nasty and stink. and. Ugh. Right. Our lakes aren't clean. They aren't. I think, I think they're kind of right here. You know, the idea that the film industry loves it out here because we have all the different climates. Mm-hmm. We got deserts in the South. We got the woods. Mm-hmm. We've got, I mean, they shot whenever they do a movie about Mars, they shoot it here because we got parts that are just yeah. fast and empty. Right. But then also we have quaint little towns and Salt Lake city is very adjustable. It's very malleable to pose as another city. So movies yeah, like dumb and dumber so were shot here. You know, it's supposed to take place in Rhode Island, but they shoot it here. Yeah. And Park City poses for Aspen. Yeah. Like a lot of stuff gets shot here. So. Yeah. That's so cool and interesting, isn't it? When you, wow, when you break this down, I mean, think about there's people that live on that East East Bench, like Suncrest area. They still, they have snow in their, dry, right. in their yard until June because they're facing a different direction from where the sun is. There's literally snow in their yard till June. So you're right. We have like all the seasons in one Wow. My mind's blown right now. Utahns love Halloween so much. Oh, my God. They celebrate it twice. Oh, my this God. Is the funniest one I've read so this far. This is some shit. This is true. Halloween comes once a year for everyone else, but in Utah, it comes twice. Once on traditional Halloween, and then again in the summer for the annual Halloween Summer Festival in Magna, where <laughs> people who just can't make it to October celebrate their love for everything that goes bump in the night. Like, I will show people pictures of my neighborhood during Halloween, and it's like fucking Disneyland, right? <laughs> like, there is like a, a gross GDP of finance, right? Yeah. Just to do Halloween shit. People put up massive. It's so true. <laughs> skeletons and werewolves. And I know. It reminds me like like Clark Griswold, right? Yeah. If if Clark Griswold was doing Halloween, that is that's some, what these houses would look like. I'll never in a million years understand it. It's a pagan holiday, right? That's my point. Like this is a religious <laughs> state. God and Jesus and the Holy yeah. Ghost and the Mormon Church. And then Halloween is death and horror and blood and right. 
help me make sense it of it. It doesn't make sense. And Why the, the weird thing sense? too is that they also have the trunk or treats, right? Yeah. So I, I think it used to be where if people didn't feel comfortable sending their kids out to heathen homes to get candy. Yes. Oh, there's razor blades in the <laughs> in the candy and people are putting what is the last thing? Fentanyl in the gummy bears and shit. Yeah. So what they would do is they would have in church parking lots, everyone would pull their car in, open their trunk and the trunk would be full of candy and then your kids would just do that. But Why is it any different? It's not because now they just go to both. <laughs> like that's the thing that's so stupid is like yeah. everyone goes to the trunk or treat on a Saturday night. Yeah. And then whatever holiday Halloween falls on, then they just go to both. It's like, okay, you just kind of fucked your own point, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> fucked your own point. Yeah, fucked your own point. That's so good. Everyone in Utah would like people to shut up about their lucky underwear already. Oh <laughs> yeah. The garments. Did you wear them? I, I wore the garments. I did for three years. Three years? Yeah. Okay, that's not too long. Because Danny and I went through the temple. You know, we got sealed in the temple together. So. Right. I had the lucky jammies. That's another conversation altogether. <laughs> Everyone in Utah we wants so, to so, so sexy too. Anything annoying question that Utahs always get asked is about the lucky underwear thing. Yes, it's a Mormon thing. No, not every Mormon wears them. And no one who is Mormon wears them. <laughs> I have a story about that. Well, that's an assumption since people don't generally walk around asking strangers about the underwear they're wearing as common practice. But if you're comfortable in doing that, keep asking. So for those that don't know, if you go through the temple, you get what's called a temple recommend, right? Where you, have you to get a temple recommend first to go to the temple. You have to prove yourself worthy to go into the Mormon temple. Mm -hmm. And then part of that doctrine is that you have to wear these garments no you take out your endowments while you're in the temple okay so you get into the temple with your lucky temple recommend and you take out your endowments while you're in there and then after you take out your endowments during that session during the temple then that's when you they bless you or, or whatever with right. the garment and then that's when you start wearing the garments and they go under your clothes for the women, it goes under their bra. Their bra goes over the top of it. Ooh, I didn't know that. It's skin to skin. Ooh. Skin to skin. Yep. Okay. So my story now about garments. Yeah. I've told a story about this guy before on the podcast. I'm not going to name names. But this dude wasn't Mormon, but he used to go pick up girls at Mormon dances by saying he was Mormon. <laughs> oh my God. And then it got to this point where this dude was so fucking vicious, right? that he would actually go buy no garments. I was just going to say. And wear them. So oh. if people didn't believe he was Mormon as he was trying to pick up these women, he'd be like, well, here, let me show you something. And he'd open up his shirt and show that he was wearing garments. He was wearing them just to get laid <laughs> by Mormon women who weren't sure. This and is so bad. It's so bad. Like the dude's going to hell, right? But the weird thing is, is that it worked. Yeah. So it's... Like there's, I mean, I don't want to say too much just because there's a certain respect I have for the Mormon church. I like actually literally. Have, well, I have a respect for any religious yeah, foundation. It's a sacred thing that they believe in right. and everything else. You just shouldn't mess around with stuff like that. Like if like, it's not yours and you don't know the background behind it, that's just bad it's juju. Just, yeah, it's bad juju. Like bad juju. do I think it's ridiculous? 100%. But am I going dick. to? What a dick! After am I going this, to sully that thing? After no, this, 100%. you got to tell me who you're talking about because I yeah. need to know. This is that's ridiculous. 
Okay, we're gonna do two more. Okay. So number one, folks in Utah still play the lottery even though we have no lottery. <laughs> okay, so the the joke, one of the jokes in Big Love is that like Mormons aren't supposed to gamble, right? Yeah. But some of the biggest gamblers this side of the country are Mormons. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's why we have Wendover on the border of Utah and, and Idaho and Nevada. Yep. People gamble all the time. And then people will do big lotto pools and lotto trips, mm-hmm. either into Wyoming or into Idaho to buy lottery tickets. Yep. And especially if like the Powerball's like in the, you know, hundreds of millions. Yeah. There's so much lottery money coming out of Utah into these other states. And the whole point is that's supposed to fuel the state's economy, right? Yeah. So when that happens, we're actually losing dollars in Utah and giving it to another state. Have you heard about the new news? I've heard that they're thinking about it. It's on the ballot. They're thinking about, yep, allowing lottery in Utah. I mean, with all this shit, because we pay super ridiculous taxes on alcohol. Could you imagine if we had legal weed and the lottery the church has too tight of a hold on this state. But does it, though? And Because <laughs> we've I all just, known that they've been putting money into, like, Coca-Cola stocks and hiding it from the public and shit. It doesn't matter. We've been alive for how many years now? 42, 43 years. Right. And you still cannot buy alcohol on Sunday at the liquor store. I, I honestly Those, That think is the most basic law that we could actually pass. We, it could, but I think that's going to change soon because they're losing their numbers drastically, right? So if that changes... Then maybe it's it's then the maybe catalyst, weed, right? Then maybe lottery. And then. it's kind of funny because I'm gonna talk shit about it right now because then all of a sudden someone's gonna be like, "I had a vision, I had a prophecy, yeah, that we're gonna be able to save this state if we open our laws to things like the lottery." Yeah, you know, don't don't do it too often. Yep, but it's going to be better for the state. Like that's how that shit always works. Yeah. They're when they realize and they do the numbers and the math and the money that can be made and all the things. Yep. They'll have an epiphany for sure. So, I mean, that's just a handful of stuff about the state that a lot of people don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say one of the things that I think whenever I tell people about Utah, <laughs> yeah. when they ask me about it, it's the women. Oh, Utah's got beautiful women. You yeah. included. Oh, thanks. And I think one of the reasons why that is, is because of the conservative nature of the state. A lot of women are raised not drinking and smoking and doing certain things in their youth. Therefore, when they're older and they step away from the church and they start experimenting in things that they've been told not to do forever, mm-hmm. they've got to jump on the rest of society. That's why we have like these real housewives of Salt Lake City that are all in their 40s and 50s and they look like they're in their 20s and 30s. Like people just look healthier here. And I have to say, that's probably why is like we do have a lot of people that are started on the conservative and religious path. Yeah, that could be. So they have a jump start. That's just my tinfoil hat theory. Yeah. They're also acting like they're 20. As well, when they're when they're in <laughs> that their is true. when they're in their forties and fifties, they're acting like they're twenty because they married really young and got into a situation where they were controlled, and so they have to like have a rebirth. Yeah. They have to like be reborn, figure out who they are, what they like, what beer is, what wine is. Like they have to start fresh when they get into their oh. I'm going to get divorced and be a real housewife of Utah. Right, right. And it's like, okay, then get a good head on your shoulders too. Don't just sit there and get Botox and your lips filled and look beautiful. Right. Because there's more to you than just beautiful. Agreed. 
got to have a brain. Is there anything about Utah that you would put on this list that didn't get mentioned? Um, I don't think so. The drivers? The drivers. I mean, the drivers <laughs> are always a thing. It's yeah. just something I assume everyone should know by now. But Utah has the worst drivers in the world. Yeah, I, I, I'd say Utah and world. Oregon. Oregon's pretty bad, too. So I've, I've not experienced that, but... Um, my aunt and uncle have lived in Europe and Belgium, Netherlands. They lived um, in Europe for eight years. And even when they come to Utah, they're like, Jesus Christ. They're like, this place. <laughs> and they used to live here. They used to live in Utah. So I hear it from everybody, uh, not just them, but you know, we go to San Diego quite a bit and come back and it's, we're really extra special here. We'll camp out and <laughs> we'll get in a fast lane and just I'm camp. Yeah. And just camp there going 70. And it's like, and don't you dare pass me on the right. I'll speed up. I'll, or I'll speed up. You know, it's like, these people are such assholes and it's like, just get the fuck over so I can pass you going 90. I have somewhere to be. Right. It's usually at your house. Cause I'm always late, but it's like, just get the fuck out of the way. <laughs> right. So I, I got, I got two things for our listeners this week. Number one, we want to hear more about the J names. So, yes. <laughs> Please. So let us know how you felt about that. And if you've got any more stories so we can revisit that and piss off some more I J want, names. I want a J name to come out and be like, yes, that's true. I am an asshole. I'm a fucking dick. I, <laughs> I fit the criteria. I'm proud of it. Yep. I want a J name to come out and do that. That would, be, that would just make my day. And then my other question for my Utah listeners and maybe non-Utah listeners is what's something that wasn't on this list if you're a Utah listener and if you're a non-Utah person, what is something that you've heard Mm. that you were wondering if it was real or not that wasn't on this list? That'd be fun. Anyway. Yeah. Fun times. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Please follow us on the milfandmepod.com. Follow us on our social media. Send those messages out to Diana. Send them to on me. On the Milf and Me Instagram. That's Please. where most of the stuff gets Yeah, answered. Milf yeah. and Me Instagram is the best spot for us. I do check TikTok periodically, but not as much. Not as much. All right. Everyone, we love you. We'll see you next week. Love you. Bye. <laughs>